Today's podcast is presented by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast, providing podcasters with a flat rate for ad space so you always know how much you get when you include an ad from Podgo. We recently joined as a member and you can too. Apply today to become a member and immediately be connected with advertisers that fit your audience. That's podgo.co at P-O-D-G-O dot CEO. Don't forget to add the two-on-one podcast in the how did you hear about Podgo section of your application. Now get ready for the rest of the episode. Lads, we are not on time, but we are back. We're always always on time. No, we're not. It's the others that are late. So here's what's funny. Alex messages us a couple minutes, not a couple minutes ago, um, earlier in the hour. It's currently six to one. And he's like, ah, can we do it 12.45? I'm running a little late. And it's like, the thing is, Alex is the only one of us that has the full thing of um, Zoom. So it's like, it now normally would cut off around 40 minutes and you have to re-go again. So technically, we can't start without Alex. So I text back. I'm like, well, we kind of have to then. <laughs> and then I was like, well, Daniel normally gets there at 12.45. So this is a normal day for us. See, the way it should work is we were, the aim is to record at 12.30. So the way I imagine things is it's polite to be 10 minutes early. So I sit down and I make sure everything is set up at 12.20. And I would assume we would have 10 minutes of like buddy bro banter, and then we would get going at 12.30. No. We got it done. I mean, and that's that's it. There we go. The silence tells all the stories. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's okay. Looks. Because I know that we will always wait for each other. So, like, the thing is, in that time that you're late, you could be watching an episode of Star Wars Clone Wars, contributing to... to Wait, wait, wait. I was early today. Yeah, he was. He (laughs) was. How were you early? You can't get on the call. No, he got there before before you. Or he got here before you. By, like, two minutes. By two... Okay, well, I I was there at 47, not 45. Okay, good. Um, Well, guys, hockey's the thing. The final start tomorrow, and it's between the reigning defending Stanley Cup champion Tampa Bay Lightning and your Montreal Canadiens who defeat the Vegas Golden Knights in six. Oh, yeah, Tampa won in seven over the Islanders, but that's not important. A rematch, technically, of the 2016 series, no, 2015, 2015 series between these two teams where Tampa would win in six. Uh, from there, there was also the 2014 matchup where Montreal would sweep, but that is a very different team because it was after that series in the summer that Tampa would draft Braden Point. That's before Kucherov, before Vasilevsky, and they were the monsters that we know now. The first finals appearance for Carey Price, the first final appearance for not Corey Perry. He's been there all the time. Back-to-back appearances for him, though. Third time in his career? Third time, yeah. For Shea Weber, his first time. The first time for Cole Caulfield. Who just got here. <laughs> Guys, once again, in this series, I'm going to get the exact moneypuck.com rate up here. The Montreal Canadiens are the underdogs. Stop me if you've heard this before. They have a 38.1% chance of winning the Stanley Cup. Familiar territory, but I feel like they can do it. They have the golden ticket in Cole Caulfield. I'm gonna go and take I, it. I'd be concerned if you didn't think they can do it. 
it's nerve wracking, man. You know, I wasn't, I was distracting myself all of yesterday. I'm trying to for like the whole weekend leading up to game one. A buddy of mine texted me last night. He's like, so you excited for Monday? And my heart just sky, like my heart rate just went unbelievable. I thought I was having a panic attack. No lie. Like it was insane. If you had hooked me up to like um, one of those heart monitors, it's a beep, 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 beep. It was terrifying. I had to ask you something, Adam. Sure. As our on-site reporter. What is the atmosphere in Montreal right now? I'll tell you, man. It's it's a mix of like obviously the Euros are going at the same time, so it's I don't imagine it's as crazy as Woodbridge. But one day you like you have after Italy wins and you got those guys honking, and then like a game day here is insane because you just have people lining up hours ahead of time for the game. Um, I can't watch hockey if I'm not out there which I don't want to be because I'm not fully vaccinated yet. I don't want to really take a chance. Um, you have crowds going from all of Avenue de Canada up drumming towards St. Catharines. It is completely packed. If you don't have headphones on, you can hear the crowd reacting to the game. Every goal has almost been spoiled for me, except the overtime winner in game <laughs> now 16. Now you know how I feel. Yeah. <laughs> yes. yes. Um, so how do you describe this weekend? Is it like the calm before a storm? Is it? Yeah. Yeah. Camp. Yeah. It's, it's, you just kind of, and with that, I will put do not disturb on. It is the mix of you start thinking to yourself, okay, they are four wins away from doing the thing. I'm not going to say it, but at the same time, they're four losses away from going home. The, I compared it at the beginning of the, before we started recording of, of you have lasted longer than any other team, you and your opponent. But if you lose, you go home with nothing. No one cares about the Clarence Bowl. No one cares about the Clarence Bowl. No. Unless you're Nashville. Yeah, and then you're going to freaking hang a banner <laughs> about it. Again, what is it Carey Price used to say? It's like, yeah, so we made it to a conference final. once. They don't care about that in Montreal. You look at the Bell Center, there aren't these stupid divisional banners there. It's retired numbers and it's Stanley Cups there. It's prestigious building the Bell Center. It's first cup final. Because remember, they were in the form when mm-hmm. they lost one. It's something, man. It's, 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 I, I don't know how I'm going to react. Like, so Donald, Donald Higney, the boys, they're having me on their pod on Thursday, right? Yeah. And um, they're just, they're excited for it. But I think that would be after game two. So it's either going to be, it's a mix of, okay, Montreal will be up 2 nothing, or Tampa will be up 2 nothing, or it's a split. No matter what, there's going to be an extraordinary level of nerves. And I'm, I'm not, I'm not ready for it. Like I've experienced first round losses, obviously, second round losses, missing the playoffs. But I don't think there is anything quite like what the feeling could be of your team losing in the finals. And I'm not ready for it. No, absolutely not. Yeah, no, you're not wrong. Like it's is a different it's a it's a different feeling, like being in the cup final. Not that I would know, but uh <laughs> it's a different feeling. Like that that's for sure. Like there's nothing like it. It's within reach. That's what's right. crazy. The thing. I'm not saying it. It's within reach. Like four more wins. You got like four. Four. And right. you do it. You're like your name is immortalized. You're legends. Yeah. There's no better place to do it than Montreal. No better place to do it. I it's it's gonna be a long week, guys. It's gonna be a long two weeks. No Saturday night games, by the way. What are what I know, are yeah, I didn't get that. Here? I think they'll have a Saturday night game for the finals. Now you can't play the Elton John song. 
We just thought that was a good idea. Like, I, I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Your night, like it's Saturday yeah. night talking. Literally. But getting to that point, Alex, what you said about, and Adam, what you said about, you know, that feeling of being in the finals, you know, for me as a secret Ducks fan, um, it, it is, it is definitely different where, you know, my home team is the, is the leaf. So I've never been alive to see them go to the finals yep. or, Oh no, I was alive for the conference finals against Carolina in the early 2000s. But other than that, like, it's understandable because when I look back on when I was a little kid in 2003, like I felt the loss of the ducks losing, but that was so far away from me that even when they won in 2007, it's like, I'm happy at my elementary school, but no one, everyone else is like, why are you happy? Like a California team won. Yeah. So I think like yeah, geography and I guess like the general atmosphere of when people are just so dialed into the one team to what's going on for them in terms of location, that it's, it's so much more different. When they lost in the first round to the Rangers in 2017, I was a wreck for a week. That was the first round exit. <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to be like after this series if they lose. I just I've been a wreck since I whatever date Game Seven was. So, exactly. so this is a connecting thing, but it's not a it's not a playoff thing. Yeah. Well, actually, it connects to a playoff thing, but it connects to what we're going to talk about right now, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Okay. So when the Ducks lost in 2017, they got swept in the first round by San Jose. I knew it was over because like a little over a month later, they bought out Corey Perry. Yes. And then, yes, that was what I was like, it's over. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the yeah. window's done. I mean, I think it was a little before that. He was falling off quite quickly. That's yeah. guy who benefited from a change of scenery, though. Like, that's a... That's a very unique player now, Corey Perry. It's just, I think a lot of people had to kind of devalue what he was doing in the regular season. He wasn't amazing, but he was still a presence. Like, remember, he got into the lineup, and he he was never out again. He earned a spot, man. So how did the Habs get there? And we'll, we'll go to Tampa. But you know what? Last episode, we kind of skipped over the Tampa Islander series, so we can start there um, before we talk about some of the stuff like Armia, Ducharme, uh, Kucherov, and that. The Lightning in Game 7. Yanni Gord, the shorthanded goal to get that crowd going. A fun finish, but regardless, the Lightning, back-to-back years, beat the New York Islanders. Nassau will never see a game again from the Islanders. It's a damn shame. But they have the chance to do, in the cap era, something that's only been done once. That was by the Penguins. That's win back-to-back Stanley Cups. The Blackhawks never did that. The Kings never did that. But Tampa can be like that Penguins team. Yeah, they're 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 a dangerous force. Like even <clears throat> if you think back to like the beginning of the season without Kucherov, we we were still saying they're a tier above the top teams in the NHL. Like just their roster alone. Um, and 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 one thing, and Merrick, Jeff Merrick always brings it up on Hockey Central about like they're like the Islanders of the eighties where they'll, they can win in many fashions. Like it's not just a scoring like high pace offensive game. They can slow it down. They can play rough and tough. Like they can, they can do a lot. And that's what makes them extremely dangerous. Mm -hmm. I I agree. Like the way the lightning are built is they have that chance to be a dynasty. When I look back on the penguins, when 
as the most recent example of how they were built, they had a lot of pending free agents. They had a lot of guys that were performing really well, but they were either veterans or they wanted to be paid. And that ended up happening also towards the expansion draft when they had to realize that they had to lose someone like Marc-Andre Fleury, where they really haven't been the same ever since. Or you look at the fact that they had to get rid of Trevor Daly, where you know I know he got that ridiculous contract with the Red Wings, but he he played top four minutes for them going to the playoffs. And when I look back on the Lightning, when I look on the Lightning now, yeah, like cap cap hit like whatever with what they've been doing, being over the cap with everything. But with the players that they are going to keep, the players that they have been developing, just all these guys are in their prime or they're entering their prime. And it's it's what Alex said, like it's just a whole nother level with this Lightning team where when we talk about like the skill that's there, we look to the bottom, the bottom six or even the bottom pairings of everyone where they could play that rough and tough. They could, they could adjust, they could adapt to like whatever another team gives them. And I think in terms of defensively or in terms of trying to hold them to the outside, that's what the Islanders gave them and they still were able to break through. You look back at this in last year's Tampa team. If you think of the turnover, I mean, what it's, but they lost Bogosian. Okay. Um, they still have like Shen. They still have that left side, which has former Montreal Canadian draft draftees like Sergeyev and McDonough. That's going to be a freaking story. Can't wait for that. <laughs> Thanks, Scott Gomez. Um, but, you know, and then you look at the forward group, and it's almost kind of similar that instead of an injured Stamkos this year, we don't know how healthy Kucherov is. But beside that, they still have – they are more of a the kind of team I think Montreal has been facing the entirety of the way. Um, as in, they have lots of star power. They have an amazing goaltender. Some would say the best in the league. Um, they've got some good defensemen. Like you look at the likes of Petrangelo in Vegas. You look at a guy like Morgan Riley, Muzzin, and all those kind of guys along the way. Um, we'll ex- excuse the Jets, but they have they had an elite top six. The Jets, we all know that. Um, the Habs have faced teams like Tampa all playoff round. They've 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 neutralized them. However. Tampa are, this is such a cliche, but it works perfectly that I would say this iteration of the Tampa Bay Lightning is the most complete hockey team I've ever seen. There is no better way to have this cup final. And in recent memory, I would say, and is there biased? Of course, but you have the, the 18th regular season place team who was like 0-5 to end the year or something like that. How many firings in the regular season? Saying their goalie was cooked. The guy, remember how bad Shea Weber was? And then they come, come back from 3-1 against a historic rival. Sweep in the second round against the Jets. Underdog against their former captain in the Vegas Golden Knights and Max Pacioretty. Beating some of the best goaltenders along the way, like Gamble, like Vasilevsky. Oh, sorry, not Vasilevsky. Well, hopefully they do, but Flurry, a Vesna finalist. Leonard, who has previously been a Vesna finalist. But at the end of it, we have the underdog Habs, Cinderella on her way to the ball. And in her way, she's taking care of the ugly stepsisters. But now the mother, the evil mother, is there. And it's the goddamn defending cup champs, $18 million over the salary cap. The guy who's going to win the Vesna, a Hart Trophy winner in Kucherov, a Rocket Richard winner in Steven Stamkos. 
a Norris Trophy defenseman in Victor Hedman, a probably future Norris Trophy winner of Sergachev. McDonough, who could probably win a Norris Trophy if they actually graded it properly on defensive play. A former captain in New York, by the way. David Savard on their third pairing. David Savard, Eric Searle, oh my God. (laughs) Look at one example. We... They are so good that they let go of friend of the show, Carter Verhage. And look what he developed into in Florida. But then it's like they got Ross Colton to fill in. They've, they've still got, I think, like Matthew, Matthew Joseph didn't even. Yeah, like Mitchell Stevens. And then you look at, again, to add to the underdog story, on the other side, their opponents in Montreal. Half of their team can't shoot right now because they're all hurt. Like this is seriously. I don't think in the like in the time I've been a hockey fan, we've had a finals that is so David versus Goliath. I don't think it's ever happened. Two thousand three. Daniel, my time as a hockey. Okay, okay, okay. Sorry, yeah, sorry. I would have been. I would have been like three, four. Okay, okay. It's just the Devils were a dynasty at that time, and then the Ducks had like Jiguer, Korea, and friends. Yeah. I don't figure like, yeah, Paul Korea, you know, be a pretty good player. I mean, like, <laughs> he pretty sure has some 50 goal years in there, right? Was that the year he, like, got, like, a, a game winner and he got knocked out and he didn't remember it? Yeah, he didn't remember it. And then, like, I think two years ago in a Sportsnet interview, he talked about how, like, I, like, that was probably the stupidest thing I've ever done in my career. So think of it like this. They had Paul Korea, who, how many, what's his career stats like? And Montreal's best forward is a 20-year-old from Wisconsin. It's <laughs> by the way, like, like man, what a year Cole Caulfield is having. Mm-hmm. Like, my god, another goal in game six. What is this? He what? just, I don't know. It's just, I think about now where I've, I've always been a bit hesitant about even when they're top picks, these NCAAs coming in right away and then having these types of runs, but. When I think about guys like Quinn Hughes or even guys like Cole Caulfield now who's brought it to another level, it's just, or even Kale McCarr two years ago, it's just something about it now where it's these guys are, they're, they're primed to go. Like they're ready to go. Yeah. I mean, the NCAA, it's a weird league, not a very likable league, but it produces, man. I mean, we, we saw that, like, again, Caulfield's draft year, that was the big American draft. There was Hughes in there. There was Spencer Knight. There was Cam York. Thanks, Philly. Um, ah, I love it so much, so much, so much, so much. I guess before we keep going here, I just want to – one little stat to close out talking about the Habs here that I thought was really, really funny. Because getting that the game-winning goal, and we're going to cover with the Islanders in Vegas and kind of what's next for them. Um, I remember people criticizing the Gallagher line for not offensive enough. Like, they've obviously defensively been – Otherworldly. Mark Stone without a goal. Amazing stuff. Patrick, one goal. Amazing stuff. You own that, that Gallagher line. You have Gallagher, who, again, doesn't have a good hand, can't shoot. And then you have Dano and Lekkonen, who are statistically the worst finishers in the league or among them. This is a little tweet I saw from Max Russo at M-U-S-M-U-S underscore 99 on Twitter. Lekkonen's, not Alex Russo. No, not Alex, not Justin. Not Michael. Um, no. Um. Lekkonen scored the series-winning goal last summer versus the Penguins. I forgot about that. The playoffs clinching goal this season and the series-winning goal versus Vegas to send Montreal to the final. 
Lekkonen, who I'm pretty sure in the overseas league he played, broke Daniel Alfredson's point records. It was in one of the Swedish leagues or something in the playoffs. That guy underratedly scores big goals all the time. So let's look at who – do you guys want to look at the Islanders first or would you like to look at the Vegas Golden Knights and what these Just teams? one thing before we move on to those teams. Sure. And I want to say this last time, but I didn't have time. Yeah. Doesn't Justin Russo look like Jake Allen? I, I, I think it's more the hair kind of puts it together. But or it's like, like the eyes. I don't know. Maybe. It's the but... hair. It's the hair. Yeah. <laughs> it's the hair. That's what <laughs> – Anyway, um, so yeah, do you mm. want to go to the Islanders or do we sure. want to go to Vegas? Do you guys care? I, the Islanders. I, I, Islanders is fine. Okay. The New York Islanders, um, it, it's got to be tough when you're a team that doesn't shoot. I mean, <laughs> I mean I'm also going to go that. I was going to go the whole back-to-back Eastern Conference Finals losses. At some point, as a fan, you probably think, man, what if Tampa wasn't here? Like the feeling that Caps fans probably had for a decade against Crosby. Uh, yeah, exactly. But I mean, yeah, it would be nice if they shot the puck or, or imagine the Islanders, but they could score. Apparently, I don't think, I don't think they led after the first period for the entirety of the playoffs. It's hard to win a Stanley Cup when you don't. Score now. I know going into that pit, I think pretty sure going into the Tampa series, they had the most goals in the playoffs. However, when you get to that point and the games get tighter and tighter, and you again face Vasilevsky and the Tampa Bay Lightning, like again, they're five on three in that game six. It got nothing. You can't have that opportunity. And they, they I, I acknowledge they win the game, but there are some are yeah, there are some problems there, man. Like Palmieri not being able to hit the net. <laughs> In game six, two was a big problem. Barzell needs to be a bit more selfish, but he was incredible. I mean, what a playoffs from that Barzell. If you look at the Islanders, Alex, do you happen to have their cap friendly up or should I? You do? I okay. Do. So I feel like I'm going to ask you, you know what I'm about to ask. What are their contracts looking like? And your favorite stat in mind, what is their projected cap space going into this summer? So their projected cap space, and obviously it's not moving anytime soon. Uh, is 5.7 million Uh, in terms of like contracts Mm -hmm. there's obviously palmieri but i i don't think he's coming back like we're all in agreement that he's just probably not not. he wants to get it's his last his last i guess his last chance to get a big contract uh they could bring travis zajak back like that seems like a low move like he did with andy green just on a league min deal um casey sezikis Michael Dalcole is an RFA with uh, arbit- who's arbitration eligible, and then this one uh, is a big one. Anthony Beauvillier, Ooh, yeah, who who will get some money. Um, and then defense wise, it's Braden Coburn, Andy Green, and Adam Pellick, and Ilya Sorokin. Sorry, I just noticed that as well. So they have some work to do. Corey Snyder's at UFA. And Corey Schneider, yeah, I guess throw him in there, throw him in there too. What did he play? Who uh, was play? that? So, no, he did not play. I remember for like the longest time they like they oh. will sign him, and then I when he did sign, I'm like, oh, that they didn't even announce it. Uh, he played two games in the AHL. Oh. Beautiful. Yeah. So, 
Is it time for the Islanders to... You could see them bringing Sezikis back because yep. he's part of that 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 fourth identity line, they call it. I hate that line so much, the identity line. But is it not time for the Islanders to maybe look at... Listen, if you get some more offensive talent, you get some scoring, besides just deadline guys, I mean like a hockey deal, do you not start going that route? Like, it's it's not just if you get an offensive guy, you're going to ruin your whole structure. Like, that's getting buy-in from a guy, right? But is it time for the uh, – and maybe it's easier said than done because of the cap situation, but is it maybe not time for the Islanders to start boosting up their forward core a bit more? I, and I know I, – Barry Trotz mentioned he's not wrong. They didn't have Anders Lee. Yeah. Still, though, I just I, there's not enough offensive oomph from the Islanders. The way this is that the way I look at at it with Anders Lee is okay. If Anders Lee was in the series, does that change the outcome? I think it makes the Islanders a better team. That I, I that's not a question. But does that push them over the top on like in terms of beating the Lightning? He's a damn good player, but is he? If you put if you put Anders Lee onto the Tampa Bay Lightning, is he on the top line? No. Uh, if you want him in Bang Crash Row, maybe. But it, pure talent wise, he's not Stamkos. He's not Cooch. He's not Point. Yeah, like I agree with what you're saying, though, in terms of you know adding more offense. Yeah, but they literally like. They have six, just under $6 million in cap space. Anthony Beauvillier had a decent playoff. Adam Pellick was playing on their first pairing. And Ilya Sorokin is one part of that tandem. And it's like, how are, like, they're going to have to make another trade like they did last offseason, where, like, Devin Tay's two second round picks. Like, I, I don't know who on this team is going to be traded because. Some of those deals aren't fan like in terms of trade value aren't fantastic, mm-hmm. but it's going to be difficult to to maneuver it. And it's Lou, so like I can see him figuring it out because it's Lou. But it's going to be a difficult offseason. It is. I think that there are a lot of those contracts there where they are good players. It's just in terms of the term, in terms of the cap hit, it's like there are a lot of loyalty ones where I know Lou Lamorello has spoken about it before with his time with the Devils where he's mentioned, I'll pay a third-line guy as much as I'm going to pay a first-line guy because he does his job. Because And then he's mentioned, because we're a family and this is how things are supposed to fit. And I can understand that where this team, where they they found quality, they have these good guys, but... Again, like I'm not dissing Lula Morello in any way. I'm not at all. But the thing is, when he was with New Jersey, he he asked superstars to take discounts. He's not asking Brock Nelson to take a discount. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like he's not. He's asking. He's gonna probably ask Adam Pellick to take market value or below that. You know, it's not the same as asking Scott Niedermeyer to like, hey, avoid arbitration. You know, you, you just kind of hope maybe he calls Seattle and let's like, hey there, Leo Komarov. And maybe you see that Andrew Ladd contract. I mean, come on, I know you want him. You might want to hit the cap floor. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, he goes to Robbie the Island all of a sudden. 
Those are the kind of moves you got to hope the Islanders make. Looking at another team that fell short in the third round. By the way, it's so weird to go on cat friendly and you see the crack in there now. It's like, oh yeah, you're official now. Good for you. Do they only have like one contract there? Uh, Two contracts. Yeah. One, one. One. Luke Herman. Luke Henman, sorry. The face of the franchise. It's like Reed Duke, remember, for the Vegas Gold. I was waiting for him to debut. Speaking of the Knights, I thought they were going to lose in the second round to Colorado. And what I claim, what I clamored about all year was I don't like their center depth enough. And that's all of a sudden what people are now talking about them losing to Montreal. Um, Their forwards were not amazing in the playoffs, AKA I don't think Marcia had scored by the end of the series. And I, I mean, in the Montreal series and it's entirely, Patch Reddy had one goal. Stone did not have one. Riley Smith, I think, scored in game six, but that was his only goal. I don't believe William Carlson scored. Nicola Waugh scored. I can't remember if Luke Tuck had... Alex Tuck had scored. Ryan Reeves was, what a surprise, completely ineffective, and he was taken out of the lineup. Oh, Tom Wilson problem, eh? <laughs> yeah, you're so great. Yeah, so Ryan Reeves is so much value, doesn't he, guys? That's why Pittsburgh... Traded him so quickly after getting him after winning the cup. Right. It didn't help. Traded Kim Clauston for him. Yeah, you know, you need to make it to the finals again to deal with Tom Wilson. If you're the Tom Wilson, I just want to just want to say that about Ryan Reeves. I wanted to see it during the series, but I didn't want to jinx anything. Anyway. He would have scored a hat trick. <laughs> you just it's like knowing, wow, yeah. Or 25% of your goal for <laughs> Game. We kept Mark Stone on the on the fringes without mentioning how 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 he's been struggling. Yeah, and it's just you, you look at these, and this is the first time. Not the first time. It is not the first time in a couple years now where that Vegas group has been shut down. And listen, a winger can only do so much. And I, if we look at Pacioretty, the guy, his best centerman in like his history in Montreal is Thomas Placanic's great guy. It was him and David Dayarnay. Okay. That's a throwback. Now, notice how Patch has always scored 30 goals, but his, his playoff total was always not wasn't amazing. It's good in Vegas, but it's it's never amazing. Patches isn't a massive big game player. It's hard for your wingers, in my opinion, to really make a difference if the guy working between them in the most difficult position in hockey is Chandler Stevenson and, like, Nicholas Waugh. Like, you cannot win. Like, so let's just take a second here, right? Let's look at the, the Islanders. First line center, Mott Barzell, is probably, I could say Barzell is would at top, I'd like probably be the best, if not the second best player on Vegas. He's better than Pacioretty, I would say, but maybe all around game, he's not like Mark Stone, Mark Stone right? Um, you look at the Tampa Bay Lightning. Look at their top centermen. Brayden Point. Stamkos can throw on there if he wants. Sorelli's probably would be the second best, maybe best centerman if you threw it on Vegas. Montreal have great center depth all of a sudden. Look at Suzuki, how good he's been. Vegas could really use him. Look at how yeah. <laughs> look at how good Phil Deneau's done in his role as a centerman, being a shutdown guy. You look at the Caps when they won. Backstrom, Kuznetsov, Pittsburgh. You may have heard of Malkin and Crosby before. 
Datsuk and Zetterberg for the Detroit days. You need premium centers to win in this league. And I do not like the way Vegas are built, and I don't think they're going to win a cup if you continue to have Chandler Stevenson as your first-line center. I have witnessed this. I promise you guys, I have seen this in Montreal in the past. You cannot have a bunch of bottom six centermen working in the top six. You cannot rely on those guys who by themselves can't get 20 goals to try and work with the likes of Pacioretty and Stone. I'm not excusing them 100%. They were garbage as well. They couldn't score. That's on them. They get paid the big bucks and Stone right. owned it. Pacioretty didn't. What a surprise. All right, that was rude. I just, I think Vegas needs to have a very long look at this offseason and maybe a Jack Eichel. I agree. I agree with what you're saying, but I don't think that's why they lost this series. I don't think center depth was the was the reason they lost lost the series. Like, if the like even okay, so is William Carlson a second line center? I mean, there are worse, but you know, I just, yes. Like, play the role. I that think, line like, didn't that produce appeals, either, yeah. right? Like yeah. that's the thing. So even when he, yes, like Mark Stone and Max Pacioretty, like Max Pacioretty with Chandler Stevenson as his first line center was on, like for the entire season, was on pace for a forty goal season. If I did my math correctly, um, Mark Stone was on pace for uh, probably thirty goals as well. If it was eighty two games. I just I think if even the second line didn't show up and they have a proper center, I think it's a mix of Montreal shut them down extremely well and the guys that you expect to show up didn't show up again. Mm-hmm. I think that to me that was the thing that lost them the series. Yeah, I I agree that what I've said so many times about the Golden Knights is that they're so top heavy that once you neutralize they neutralize, you know, those that big top line, that that solid uh, first pairing or so. That's and you know, Alec Martinez, he was playing injured as well on the second pairing. But again, with that, it's just once that is neutralized, it's like I'm I'm looking right now on what their lines were, and what Alex said with that second line that used to be their first line. I I, I really kind of think that Magic's gone with that with that lineup. That's it's not it's not working anymore, and I I don't I can't see them going forward with that, especially William Carlson, who really is their legitimate top six center on the team. Like he struggled on faceoffs. He struggled with being an, another offensive guy for them. And then when I look into the bottom lines, they just got outworked by Montreal that they had that quote unquote, big third line of like Yanmark, Wah and Tuck, and they all struggled. And then I look on that fourth line where, you know, we, we talked about Keegan Colasar where he, he's been a bit, he's been solid, but Again, they get outworked by Perry, Stahl, and Armia. Listen, um, something else we should probably mention, the big reason why Vegas lost is, I don't know what they were doing yo-yoing Flurry and, and Leonard. I think after that, I think after he, I can't, sorry, I can't remember which game it was exactly. I want to say it was game four when he gave away the puck to Josh Anderson and then Vegas would lose in overtime. I think yes. after that, I... I think they should have stuck with Leonard. No, it was game three because then game four, they went yes, to Leonard. Five, yes. Flurry. Yeah, you're right. They should have stuck with Leonard. And I think 
if there's a contrib- a second contributing factor to this to the series loss, um, other than the guys didn't the big guys didn't show up, it's that like we talked about it last episode. I think it was like flurry just when he came in for game five, it not that he looked bad. He just looked flustered. Like it just, it felt like something was off. So it's, it's really funny. You, you mentioned there's a sentence you said there top guys didn't show up and I'm thinking, man, that's well, really funny. Okay. I'm said the same thing about Matthews and Marner. Yeah. Okay. So the same thing about Wheeler and Ehlers and, and that. Okay. Ehlers and Ehlers, I love that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Kyle Connor too. That's funny. So the same thing about all the Vegas forwards who had as much goals as Cole Caulfield did. Cool. Montreal, man. Um, they're pretty they're good. Special. Yeah. Um, I don't know how they're going to be able to do that against Tampa. <laughs> um, I'm sure they. You know, that's a Kucherov's health by the way is going to be massive in that series. Um, what did Patrick Waugh say? It's not the best team that wins. It's the ones that came prepared to play. Yeah. And I don't think either. Like, listen, I, I think both these teams realize what exactly is at stake. Like, I don't think you – know, I, I, I look at these playoffs, and I think these are definitely the two teams that deserve to be here the most. I don't think – like, again, Tampa, like when they won the Cup last year – it never looked in question why they should be here. Montreal, too, from the moment game four. Um, yeah, no, game five. I can, God, why can I never remember? Um, the game where Gouts turned the puck over. Pretty five. sure it was game five. Mm-hmm. From that point onwards, again, it was, it was Montreal. Um, what a great playoffs this has been, by the way. Eh? Well, you got 25, 26 overtimes, too. That's been great. Upsets. Um, it's been surreal. Like, I've... It is like it is one random fact, but like I'm not used to seeing so much red. What what do you mean? Like this like season? the jerseys. Like when I even look in the crowds at the Bell Center, everyone has the home jersey. Like no one really has the white one. Which is weird because like they're more famous for the white one. Yeah. And like who wants to wear a white jersey? It's hard to it's easy to get dirty. <laughs> I don't think there is a nice looking away jersey. I think they they all look too similar. They're they're they don't look nice, they're not creative. I think all the away jerseys look god awful. Like retro reverses are different, but I don't like a lot of the I don't like I don't think I like any road jerseys in the league. They all there's nothing new about them. Yeah. Um I like the retroverse wild. I mean, that, that was technically the North Stars. The retro reverses are different. Okay, those sorry. Those, those aren't away. Those are okay, okay. Like, I'm trying to think now. It's just like, but the rest of them are just like, it's like, oh, God, here's the... Maybe I just don't like the general thing of a white jersey on the white surface. It just looks... I don't know. There's just, just a certain feeling of watching your... Like, if I'm watching a Habs road game, it's like they're playing the Columbus Blue Jackets and they're got their white jerseys on. I'm like, I don't care. Um, it's funny. Traditionally in the NBA, the white jersey is the home jersey. Right. Yeah. yeah it's strange. I always watch I'm like, who? where are we? <laughs> what is this? Where are we? Uh, that used to be like that before the lockout. The white jersey used to be the home jersey. Yeah. So that's, yeah. Back yeah. In the day. Uh, unless you're Carolina, then it's like, I want to wear my red jerseys on the road. <laughs> Goofy Gerbers. Um, what a look- bunch of jerks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> not fun though. Uh, not fun at all. I I wrote what's next for Tampa on the dock. Well, they have a seven-game series to take care of. I noticed that. I'm like, uh, I think we all know what's next. 
By the way, um, it was confirmed on the Game 6 broadcast, Kyle Pekoskis had a bit, that they did change the photo holes. Yeah. I did not receive any credit. I will be filing a complaint and a strongly worded email will be sent to Rogers. He will pay, Adam will patiently wait for his compensation. Yeah, I'll read it, well, and I will take it in game. So here's what's really annoying about the game, the finals, right? Um, so again, season ticket holders had a um, obviously got first dibs, but you were given priority if you've been a season ticket holder for over 20 years, and they they purposely have higher prices for game six. And I was like, cool. So the team that's been around for over a hundred years generational season ticket though. Naturally, I didn't get a seat. And then naturally, people being greedy are selling them for 10 grand for a pair. Oh my goodness. Because cool. But maybe, you don't have to go to school this year. <laughs> if I got to go to a cup final, I'd take the year off. I wouldn't, <laughs> honestly. Um, but, you know, it just that's cool. Maybe if they raise the attendance up because everyone's trying to get that done, maybe yeah. you'll have a better chance. But Francois, go. let's go. Come on. Even John Cooper was like, yeah, let's do it. How long have you been the season ticket holder? Uh, this is my second season, I think. Okay. Yeah. Second? Mine, but my mom has been one for a couple more years than me. Okay. Yeah. Um, I remember the call I got. I was like, hey, is this Adam? Yeah, this is the Montreal Canadiens. Like, what? <laughs> Congratulations, you're a season ticket holder. Wait, the Montreal Canadiens achieved self-awareness? Like, just the, the team? It's just the logo. <laughs> the, the, the logo's calling you. Yeah, um, great guys, great guys. Um, I love, I love this team. I love, I, I just love this group. Carrie Price, one of the amazing person. I love that chart I sent you. Which one? What you love, and then to see it. Oh yes, yes, yes. <laughs> also, I'm happy that the boys won at home for Game Six because they got to do it in front of the families, and we got justice for Corey Perry's son. Exactly. What an adorable kid. Not Maxime Comtois. Not, not, no, not Maxime Comtois. Um. All right, where are we going now? Um, just some quick notes. Uh, here's what, you know what's really rough, guys, is so Dom Ducharme, apparently, because of the quarantine rules and that, he won't be back behind the bench until hopefully for game three. Also a player that we'll be hoping to get back for game three is Joel Armia for the Habs. I'm pretty sure Armia had two concussions this year, and this is now his second time on the COVID protocol list. What a rough year for Joel Armia. I feel so bad for him. Yeah. It's, uh, He's a fighter. Rough. Rough oh. year. I've come to really like the guy. I remember um, this is one thing I remember with Adam when I first met him. You convinced me to be a fan of him. Of Joel Armia? Yes, because I remember – you got offended when I said he was a bust because I'm like, he went 16th in the draft and he never really did much for Buffalo. Mm-hmm. And then I'm Who like, the only much for Buffalo though. Okay. Yeah. And then he went <laughs> to the jets and it was kind of the same, but then you're like, hold on a second. It's because he's not playing in the role. He's supposed to be playing Buffalo, put him in the top six and he plays best in the bottom pairs. And he's a great defensive guy. I'm like, okay. okay. I don't think I call him a defensive guy. But other than like a solid guy to be in the bottom six, yeah, because he is. And he's yeah. if he, when he's on and he has the pot, you can't knock him. He, he's I've compared Joel Armia to he's the kind of guy you draft, and it's like if he can only put it all together, but he puts it together at the right times. Like Armia's great, like I love Joel Armia. Um, I don't think he'll be back next year because I think there's a, a lot of decisions, especially Phil Deneau. 
I am so interested to see what his contract turns into because it. Like, I think Armia has gone. If um, d- depending on it, I think Lekkonen will be back because my lord, he's a great. What about player. Michael Frolik? What about Michael? Frolik? Got real quiet. <laughs> got real quiet for a second there. Like, what do you want to say about him? Like, I don't know what he's doing. I'm not convinced he's real anymore. <laughs> He's just around. I'm not even sure if he was on the team picture with the Clarence Bowl, to be honest. Oh, my with you. goodness. Seriously, like, what? What? I think he was, but, you know, shout out to Thomas Tatar, by the way, who is taking all of this so well. He's just a, just a fun yeah. guy. Uh, also, Jonathan Druin, we hope he's okay. God, yeah. I, I hope whatever he's going through, he can enjoy seeing what his team are doing right now, and he can, he can just be cheering them on. Um, and again, I, I doubt he would want to be around them or maybe he does, but if I, I wouldn't, I would like to see if maybe they would just invite him to a game just to, I mean, just to, just to be around the squad, see them catch a game. Um, I'm not saying put him in the press box and announce him to the crowd because some people would boo him because they're mean, but I, I hope he's doing well. And, um, I just, I love Jonathan. And, you know, I'm sure a part of him is is rooting extra hard against his former team in Tampa Bay right now. Um, because, man, it, it's really funny when you look back. It's like the Galchenyuk stuff. And then you look at the storylines of the first round of, like, Simmons ends up, you know, turns down Montreal and goes to um, and goes to Toronto. But it's like, okay, well, instead they go to Corey Perry. And then it's, yeah, we got Armi and Sherrath, the former Jets. And then you've got, like, the Suzuki stuff against Vegas and Pacioretty. And then it's again here, Tampa, two of their most important defensemen. Oh, freaking Habs. God dang it. Um, so we'll see what happens here, guys. We'll, we'll see what happens. To end the show, I thought I'd surprise you guys with something. Okay. Wait, Quite can we talk about that tweet for like 30 seconds? Oh, the Golden Knights one? Oh, my God. Get out of here. You Was it don't the understand. Met one? No, so- it's like you don't understand. Like... You don't understand Golden Knights pain. I'm like, get a grip of yourself. You have no idea what pain is. You've been knocked out of the third <laughs> round twice or three times. You've been in the finals once. Get over yourself. You don't remember when you I'll you tell you understand. pain. Five years in the first round. That's pain. Alec, it reminds me of remember and I'm telling the Knights. Like, you don't understand because you don't understand freedom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like get out of here with this. Imagine being a fan of a team for four years, and it's like this is the worst thing ever. When Buffalo has just been putting up with, am I a joke? You, <laughs> yeah. Buffalo, Arizona, like, oh my god, get out of here. Sometimes I just look at the goal. I'm, I'm happy. I'm so happy they lost. Honestly, like, the, I don't like that fan base. I, I just don't because it's like, unless you're like from Vegas. Yeah. And, um, like, unless you're from Vegas or, like, a Marc-Andre Fleury fan, like, get out of here. And that stupid video package, yeah, the Habs didn't let you into the league because your stupid story. Well, you're not coming back yet, then. Yeah. Next year, you next. Also, can we talk about that Steve Simmons tweet, then? Which one? Which one was that one? Mark Berger. <laughs> Which <tweet>? one? <laughs> Stanley Cup Media Day Conference right now. And none of the French questions or answers are getting translated to English. Is this so a surprise? I, so first off, yeah. for those of you who don't know, Canada is a bilingual country. 
but very few provinces actually speak both languages, funny enough. Um, listen, they don't translate either to either. Now, a reporter will translate them, like Arp and Basu and that do it all the time. Yeah. Shut up. Like, literally. I don't see you I'm, translating your stuff into French. I, we speak two languages here. Shut up. I'm glad uh, you're now part of the I hate Steve Sidman's uh club. Did he get sick of ripping on Marner? So he's like, I'm going to piss off Quebec today. Yeah. Like, no way, dude. Like, what a goofball. Well, he did the ra- some Raptor stuff too, right? He's got to like, Oh, yeah. It's he's he's got to dabble himself in different territory. You know, One we, thing- were, we, we were talking about, uh, you asked about Sean Avery, or Mike asked about Sean Avery. And I, you responded with what? he? It's a guy who wants attention and he knows how to get it. Get it? Yeah. Steve Simmons. You know what I'd like to say about Steve Simmons? Mm-hmm. And us. it's just a crazy thing. No, it's just a crazy, like, it's just an observation about how good Masai Ujiri is. Because I've I've watched a lot of the uh, press conferences with, like, the Zoom ones with, like, Masai and, like, Bobby Webster. Yeah. And the stuff Steve Simmons asks sometimes or the questions he has as follow-up, it's like, I'd like to applaud Masai Ujiri for say for being so nice. Like, hey, Steve, it's nice seeing you again. Like, despite the fact that, like, it was such a bad question about like gun violence that in Toronto and how like the Raptors are not doing anything about it. Just how arrogant can you be? Like, what does someone have to do to get their press rights revoked? Like, can Eugene Mellick just take over MLSC for one one conference and you take it back just so he can like take away and like. Remember when he was like Ian Mendez? I'm going to end your career. Like, being a total dick about because, But Ian Mendez is like the nicest guy ever. Would you like Great to- features. Can we just have like stop it? Why are we going after? Like it's just so nonsensical. Like, dude, translate your articles then. Like seriously, again, two languages in this country speak both. Then don't do that. Okay, shut. And again, it's easy. Go follow a French report, dude. If they tweet it, if you go to Twitter, there is a. Oh, I almost hit my mic. There's a translate button. You I love idiot. I love the screensaver by the way. Oh, it's Cole Caulfield, yeah. It has been since like he was called. I think I it, I've had it since before he played. Uh-huh. And I just what's he doing? Why are we allowing this man to have the privilege of covering the NHL playoffs? Maybe it's because we everyone discusses him. He knows. Yeah, he, knows. he knows how to get attention. That's exactly what it is. Like when people badmouth him on Twitter or like it, other journalists call him out, like he it's like exactly that's, that's what he wants. That's exactly paying for his bread wants. and butter. Exactly. 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 That's what it is. Well, lads. Was that the surprise? What? Steve Simmons was the surprise. I'm just kind of surprised that he. Oh, no, no. That, it was not the surprise. Um, <laughs> oh, what was the surprise? The surprise was. Pop quiz. Why well, did you mention it, Alex? <laughs> <laughs> we might have a pop quiz next episode. We might not. Yeah, sure, sure. I like to bring back my quiz segment. That was fun. Uh, Daniel, we asked you about it for like. Yeah, a you month. said you wanted to do it. <laughs> Don't well, put the on us. Okay, okay. We will do one. We'll do one. I am still your reigning defending cup champion, by the way. Yes. Never forget. Um, I'm going to make a. I had a belt. Remember that? Oh, yeah, yeah the belt. The Pepsi belt. Yeah. Uh, Sponsored by Pepsi. Not really, but not really, but we would love to negotiate with you, Pepsi. I'll put this Coke away. I'm not gonna drop your stock if I say drink water like a certain soccer player. Remember when Sedano Charles Remember when he drank Pep uh, Coke on the bench? No. 
I vaguely like, remember that. He was um it was during a game and then like instead of getting water, he just opened like a bottle of Coke and started drinking it and people were like, Is this what people are doing now for sponsorship? That's like during the game too. And then he asked about it after he's like, Oh, I just was feeling lethargic throughout the game, so I just needed like a quick boost. I wanna see more more players eat pizza after the game. Like Dano and Caulfield. Okay, so here's something. I was watching Tim and Friends after the day after game six. Okay. And Jesse Rubinov was like, there's too much cheese on that pizza. And I nearly had a heart attack because he could not have been more wrong. There is no such thing as too much cheese on a pizza. Yes or no? False. Um, if, I can find, if I can find the picture, there is a – I've seen – People, I keep have you, have you ever had a comical amount where it's literally? No, it's yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, uh, isn't that like that's the appeal of, of um, like Brooklyn or Chicago style pizza? I know like Brooklyn's the thinner one, and then Chicago it tends to be the thicker one. But yeah, it's a, the uh, pie. Yeah, but the thing is, yeah, that's meant to be like that where you cut it and then the cheese falls. It's just ridiculous, guy. Like I just there's no listen. A normal pizza is like. It's tomato sauce. Yeah. It's dough and the goddamn cheese. It's three things. That's like saying there's too much gravy with that pizza. Shut up. There is well, no. It can be. It can be if it's too much. No, there's it's soggy. There's no Would you ever warm up poutine? Like if you don't finish it the first time. You have to finish. Otherwise, when you heat it up, it's never the same. It isn't. It's like McDonald's. Like you, if you put McDonald's in the fridge, you're a criminal. <laughs> no. <laughs> the moment you why. put it away. It changes into a completely different yeah. beat. Oh man, I want poutine though. Like, why would you do that? I want a Big Mac. I'm craving a Big Mac really badly. Right oh, they have the Grand Big Mac yeah. now. So I was beyond. I was in disbelief the other day. I went to McDonald's and I'm like, I'm gonna get a Big Mac. And like, do you want to make it a trio? I'm like, a what? What's a trio? What the hell's a trio? I'm like a combo? And she's like, yeah. I'm like, who calls it a trio? Is it the French translation? Is that a combo? A trio? Like why I, I was I legit I my heart skipped like I was I, she must have thought I was insane like I I have never heard it trio I was trying to tell I just want a lark that's dollar drink like I don't really no. not a massive McDonald's fry like Dairy Queen has great fries but like McDonald's I'm like nah she didn't even let me say I wanted a large drink she said do you want to make it a trio and like I was in such disbelief I went along with it but it, it's like a trio get no no. Did you I say this in French? Combo. No, it was in English. Mm-hmm. It was completely in English. I really do my orders in French. That's why you quickly protest before you come back before the conversation starts. Say hello, okay? Bonjour. Say hello, so then they know you're speaking. Some of them will completely ignore you and still speak French, but that rarely happens. I remember my friend when we were at the grocery store when we visited Montreal a few years ago, and then the uh, cashier said. Unsak Monsieur, and then he's like, "Oh no, no, I'm be paying in credit." <laughs> For those of you who don't know, sack means bag. <laughs> you want a bag? I'm paying in credit. That's a great. <laughs> what did he think sack? I I don't know. It's like there's a that's an English word too. I know. Sack. How yeah. the hell did he think it was like like debit? Like what was he thinking? That's on your friend. That's almost as bad as going to Quebec and telling them to turn off the Habs game because you want to watch the Leafs play. Has that ever happened? 
Oh no, sorry, you just wanted to put the Leafs game on, right? Alex? No, no, I didn't want them to put I didn't ask them to put it on. I thought you I did. No. I don't think so. I thought you went to Quebec and you're like, can we put the Leafs on? No, I just happened to have a sweater. No, no, I just happened to have a sweater on. Oh. I remember um I okay, so this so. was my grade seven, grade six trip to Ottawa. And I remember like this is when Otto went to the conference finals. Yep. Uh, I think it was against New Jersey. Good team. And what happened? No, not New Jersey. Buffalo. And then what happened was, yeah, no, that was a while ago. And um, people were wearing Leafs jerseys, like to Ottawa. And then people were just like, like people in my class, and they're like, "Oh, it's so funny because we're wearing Leafs jersey in Ottawa." And then they're like, they, and "Then people are like, like they're like older people who are like ripping on them, it's like, oh, they didn't even make the playoffs. Like, what are you doing?" And all this stuff. I'm like, oh my gosh, <laughs> these are children. <laughs> Uh, no, the re I, I remember because it was uh it was 2014 and it was Montreal and it was the playoffs, so the Leafs weren't there. Um Montreal and Boston. Yeah. So yeah, no, I didn't have I didn't ask them to turn there was no Leaf game on. Yeah, that was the William Nylander sweepstakes. Sure, yeah. Then will if William Nylander and Nikolai Ehlers, the debate we still have. Or Nick Ritchie. <laughs> or a certain Canucks. I remember people were like, Dave Nonis saved that draft for the Leafs because if Ryan Burke was still the GM that year, like the Leafs would have Nick gotten Rich- Nick Ritchie eight yeah. overall. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think that's everything. Oh, oh, one more thing. One more thing. What is this Steve Dangle hate? Yes. We love Steve. Get out of here. Steve Dangle, not Steve Simmons. <laughs> Steve Dangle, yeah. Get out of here. Get a he's doing his job. Get a grip. Yeah, he has a young son. So, uh, I obviously, yeah, he's just doing his job. People, don't be like, it's fun. It was number one trending on YouTube. I'm pretty sure, like his abs game. Like, listen, I'll see it this way. He's hired by Sportsnet. He's not hired by the Leafs. Has he? Sorry, go go. No, it's just like back off. Like he's just. I could joke and be like, no, he's ours now. Just no, he's just he's enjoying himself. He's fun to listen to. Like he the future of sport media and sports that should be around a guy like Steve Dangle. So just let him like what do you want him to do? Make a video saying another week, ah, oh, Marner's bad. Just back off. I mean I'll say it this way. If he I, didn't do something right now, people are like, Oh, look at this bias by Steve Dangle. Right. There's no win. It, it, how many LFRs do you think he's missed? Didn't somebody say he's never missed an LFR or something? Right. In 14 years. And do you think he's going to do LFRs next year? Probably. Is that not in his when he says like I'm not going to do LFRs, I'm like, is that not in your contract? I don't think so. I think because it's his uh it's a private channel. Like it's his own channel. I'm fascinated, by the way, to what a contract for a guy like Chris Johnson is. It's just like so you show up on the sat the like the September and after yeah. July first it's like whatever like how do they get paid like is it just like is it just like it's 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 let's say they make sixty k but like they pay you from like the Saturday that it's like how farmers sell their like their all their crops and then they just 
go away for the winter? Do they just kind of hibernate for the summer? Like, how does it work with them? I'm so fascinated to know with them when it's like. I have to imagine, like, it's probably similar to how, um, what's his name? Um, Bob McKenzie, right? Like, you know how he's there for like the first two or when he was fully like not semi-retired he was there for like the first couple of weeks of free agency. And then he was like gone for like two months. Yeah. I, it's probably, it's probably like that. And it's like, I bet this year or the past two years has absolutely screwed them up because like last summer, they didn't really have a summer. No. Like even when they were, when there was the hiatus, they were still working practically full time. And then now they're going to have what, like a month and a half off. Is this before- our future guys? Hopefully. Yeah. And then they're like, so it's, and then they always say, well, it's better with a Stanley Cup. Does that mean like, because there's more coverage for the Canadian teams? You get have like all these different panels and that gets more people working, even though half of them are yeah. former players and they don't really need the money. Kevin Bieksa. Um, Tess's house with Post Malone. No, oh, I don't like watching those. Hey, they're so bad. Corby Armstrong, great. He was great on it. He actually tried to analyze the game. Because Colby Armstrong is just great. Leafs and Habs legend. I liked Josh Norris. He was on there for like. Yes. Uh, I like Josh Norris. Um, but like, no, I'm, I'm just, I'm just interested. Like, is it better? Like, like, what's it like if, if you ever had like a Leafs Habs conference finals or something? Like, I, yeah. I just, like, you know, I just, I think of stuff like that. It's, and naturally, they're never going to tell us because you know, that's that's what I really want to know an insider salary. It's like, listen. You tell me every detail of Carey Price's contract. I want to know yours now. <laughs> uh, but not public interest. No, yes, it is. It's my interest. It's my interest. What is public interest? I don't think any of us really know. Um, when did we have like two lectures on that? Yeah, like, no, one no, no one knows. It's not in the Republic's no, interest. No one got a proper answer. Anakin, my allegiance is to the Republic. Democracy. I love that. I think I've used that so many times for uh, not that, but the um, when we're learning in class, like news values or newsworthiness, like from the from the book we had to read. If you see reporters say it's for public interest, ask them what public interest is, because I I swear we had a question on the exam that was like, what is public interest? And it's like, oh, I, you know, I don't miss the the news quizzes. The JRN, oh no, those are bad. Or the JRN for hot no is the JRN. One of them where it's like the ethics class and it was like every week was a different kind of thing. And then the like end exam was like oh. a 20 thing question. You had to like, or like 600 words for each question. Yes, and yes, yes. Here's this scenario. And it's like, I don't know the perfect answer here. And then you get a 94 and you're like, I guess you just kind of. <laughs> sure. I'll take it. I'll take it. Yeah, exactly. The thing about those is like when you do well or you got something wrong, you don't get to see them after like, what did I actually get wrong? No, I know it's so annoying, right? But no, it's because everyone cheats on them. Like, man, I want to oh, know. Was it the what, online one? Either, yeah, no. Especially like there were there were ones where like after second year, it's like, listen, I'm, you're not going to give me a physical copy of this quiz. I want to know what I got wrong. If you don't right. tell me, it's like not getting feedback from the coach. It's like if you just sit me for not back check and tell me what I do in the back check to make it better, so I can get better. Like, come on, like, this is why we need to. Roll back the technology a little bit here. I know. Justice for Nick Patan. Nick Patan. Yeah, because I never know why he's in or out of the lineup. <laughs> I want a betting odds. <laughs> what year did this event happen in journalism history? 67, 92, or 74? And then it's, it's, I need justice for that. Okay. 
Do you want to, you want to do the intro? My throat kind of hurts. Or the yeah, outro. Sure, I can do it. Uh, thanks for listening to another episode of the Two On Podcast. Thank you to Voice Ed, obviously. Uh, if you are not following us on social media, you should you should follow yeah how dare you and you should follow us on facebook on twitter on instagram on tiktok and if you're not watching it on youtube go watch it on youtube and then hit that subscribe button and on apple podcasts and on spotify hit the subscribe button just do it don't worry about it trust me just do it um and what am I missing? Oh, uh, Daniel stuff for the hockey writers, my blog, Adam's YouTube channel. Go, go check it out. Subscribe, read, fun just, guys. just keep reading, just keep and keep reading. Am I missing anything? We just miss you. We, <laughs> <laughs> we love all the listeners. That's you. Yeah. The golden night ones. Oh, <laughs> I don't know if we have many from uh, Vegas. We have someone from like the UK. I think so. Yeah, it might be my godmother. <laughs> We're Maybe. still not sure. <laughs> no, we doubt. Okay. Good. That's Thanks, guys. Everything.